Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here in his own house, he's the greatest Star Wars man fan and buddy out there, is Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how you doing mate? Oi oi, Savaloy, yeah not too bad mate, not too bad at all, um... Celebration feels more real and real every day, doesn't it? Yeah. Like now, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like this week it's felt more real. We 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 are within a month now. The last time we did a show because we had book club last week. Thank you everyone who listened to that. Cheers to Eamon and um, Jacob for coming on and smashing it out of the park. But because we didn't do a show last week to talk about it, yep. You know that was over a month before the celebration. Now we're within the month, mate. We're in the magic four weeks and. All our American but international friends are packing their bags and getting ready to go, and we're doing just the same here, mate. We're getting so, so pumped for we're celebration. Kind of just like sorting out some final details. I had an Airbnb booked, but I only, I booked it when I was actually in a line to see Russell, Russell Brand, <laughs> <laughs> like last year. Get my Airbnb. And um, yeah, I was, I was in line, I was like, oh, let me book the Airbnb, and I did it, and then it's only in like the recent months I've realised, oh, it's only for the, from the Friday to the Monday, yep. and I've tried to extend it, and I've not been able to extend it, I want to be out there for the yeah, Thursday the night, I've had and, the minute is, you know, I kind of, we, we said before, we kind of wished that. We we said before we knew it was coming to London. We knew it was coming home because we just did. It's coming home, at, like actual sources, not all my source that I made. Actual sources told us it was coming home. Yeah, and I wish we'd acted upon it and been like, let's just get the old premiere in early. But we didn't. We've got accommodation sorted for better idiots, or worse. Basically, yes. we're idiots. We're morons. But, but you know, outside of where I'm going to put my head at night, celebration is going to be popping. We we, we are sorting our last bits out now. We can't wait to see everyone, and we're going to say that for the next few weeks until celebration. Yeah. Until it's here, and then when it's here, it'll be over before you know it. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna have some we're gonna have, we're gonna throw away some stuff, aren't we? At celebration, yes. I see someone. I'm gonna like throw throw a sticker in front of them and on their head and that. Is it? Um, listen, guys, as well as you know, Mandalorian is airing at the moment. Mando season three. It is absolute filth. We're enjoying it. We're doing mm-hmm. the recaps for it, and we may boy weekly. Um, that, that, if you've not listened to them, give them give them a listen. This week though, we are like we're moving away. We're consciously moving away from mando because we're like i it's it's i'm i'm just i'm 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 bathing in all the mando filth however it's like during this airtime for mandalorian season three it's 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 a nice opportunity to get into the weird and wonderful other bits of stars we can go a bit i think we can go a bit crazier on our main topics yes i I think so and listen if as a listen as a as a consumer I also think it's nice sometimes to listen to a show where they shake it up a bit because I love Mando more than the next guy does. But it is nice to get something a little bit yeah, different. You know. And at Sessions HQ, we're bringing that filth 
Mando recap has dropped. Check it out. It's on the session's feed. You're going to get another one next week and for the next few as well. Mm. Over in our Patreon department, though, mate, we've had a few new arrivals. Yes, we have, mate. Um, shout out to our latest patrons. Right, we, we've got three to mention, haven't yes. we? So, first one, who's joined at the This Is While The Fun Begins <laughs> tier, is Shane Daly, yeah. the king of Suffolk. He is back. He is loving it on the old Patreon. Thank you so much, Shane. We've also got Tracy, who has signed up at the Hello There tier. What a sickhead. Welcome to the sickheads, Tracy. Thank you so much. And also, James3, aka the Max Rebo experience. This guy's been like interacting with us on Twitter like for ages. He is an absolute lad. And I believe James has signed up on the high ground tier. He has the high ground now. He has it. He yeah, has he's it. blue as well when he plays instruments. So, uh, that's, he's got that going for him as well. What's you know, it? you know what's coming next, guys. I'm going to say it because I mean it. Yeah. I hope you enjoy everything on that Patreon. We've got so much Sporco on there, so much filth on there yeah. that I don't know if you even know what to do with it. But we have three new shows dropping each each month. One of uh, one one each solo and a podcast. We've got other filth coming. We've got um, we're going to do another watch along soon. And we've got about a hundred other shows previously logged up that you can go and listen to. So yep. thank you so much. Your support for signing up at those tiers really does mean the world to us. And it, it keeps the sessions going just for that extra month now, mate. So it, it thank really you. does, but it really does. It, re- it really, 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 it does. really does. Like, you know, it, it means the world to us. And also last announcement before we get into the filth, a merch shop. You guys, a lot of you guys know we've dropped some merch. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to buy some merch, get, get swaggied up, get swaggied up ahead of star wars celebration uh head to our website starwarsessions.co.uk and go on the little hamburger and then click merch takes us to a merch if not it's on our link tree on yep. socials and blah, blah 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 but yeah it's gonna i'm i'm, I'm gonna get some merch i think i'm gonna get a bibs bash t-shirt i'm gonna be rocking a couple of new designs at celebration firstly Sweet. because i want to pimp out the smirch shop and secondly because they're really cool designs and hey look i haven't been paid by myself to say that so there you yeah. go but they so, g- generally are there's a couple on there i've got my eye on i'm gonna get so um if you see us there at sessions uh at celebration wearing our sessions t-shirts you know where to buy them now oh. but um oh even though we're in a different place, mate, I can still hear that I can. intrusive bong noise. And it's not Mrs. next door. <laughs> nah. Too busy working. Yeah. Too busy working <laughs> for that. It's the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi. I know what it means. You know what it means. I do. Tell the world what it he means, He can mate. point at me now. Because we're sitting him. opposite each other. He's touching my knee. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he winked. It's, it's the Galactic News Round. Talking to the rap, Dave Filoni has revealed that he very rarely thinks about bringing animated characters into his live-action projects. A disturbance in the force. A new documentary on the infamous holiday special has debuted on Rotten Tomatoes with a 100% critic score after its debut at South by Southwest. Also at South by Southwest, Disney Park's chief, Josh D'Amaro, presented their real lightsaber previously seen on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Big Breakfast. Do you know what? It's Tuesday.
Tuesday the 13th of July. I'm Johnny Vaughan. Good morning Yay! to you. Good morning. And every day this week we are going Star Wars crazy. Yeah. Yeah. shouting? We said we're going weird this week, mate. We are going a little bit weird, but then we're going very, very British. Our British listeners will have immediately recognised that theme tune. Um, And if you don't, where you've been, or you're just a little bit too young, we are talking about the big breakfast today. The big breakfast. If you're not sure what that was, it was a... A, a morning show on Channel 4 in the United Kingdom, which ran for best part of a decade in the 90s, early noughties. Mm. Uh, and they'd have, you know, they'd have guests on. It was very, very, very kind of used on to the watch spot. It, right? I did used, used to, to watch it, yeah. It's very on the spot. You know, it's very improv, a lot of it was, and it was chaotic a lot of the times. But we're not just talking about the Big Breakfast as much as it is a British institution and no. a big part of a lot of people's childhood. They had a two week special where they spoke about the Phantom Menace. And for one of those weeks, they had an insane lineup of guests on yep. to talk about what is one of the biggest films of all time. And we were like, what can we do this week that's a little bit different? And Luke was like, Big Breakfast. <laughs> Gotta be. He loves a big breakfast anyway. I've, I've seen. So this is a TV show, guys. We're not talking like about an actual big breakfast, yeah. okay? So, yeah, basically. Um, it's, it's, I've, I don't think there's ever been like a show quite like Ooh. this. Um, so it's like Matty Boy said, it's very unscripted. Filming takes place at the Big Breakfast House, <laughs> which is at the old Ford Lock in East London, yeah. which is funny enough, Matty Boy, it's a stone's throw away from the 2012 London Olympic Stadium. Which is the West Ham United. Well, they don't own it. Nah, yeah, well, enough. no, that's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to get that in. Sorry, Jessa. Right around the corner from from well, from where from Sessions HQ. It's not far away from no. here. No, no, it's, it's like it's it's a few train stops yeah. away from right here, right? You used to get these kind of shows on a Saturday morning. Yeah. You used to get these kind of variety type shows on a Saturday morning where you'd have different guests, you'd play games, you'd have giveaways, you'd have Q&As and phone-ins. This was every morning, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And th- this was all, this was all, oh, it was presented by Kelly Brook. A lot of people in the UK might be, know Kelly Brook yep. and Johnny Vaughan mm-hmm. as well. Yep. A lot of people might know him for better or for worse. I know, <laughs> but they, yep. th- These two were the presenters of these episodes and you do get a lot of their personality like come out, I think. In 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 these episodes, oh, just a bit, just a little bit. But this was all to coincide with the release of the Phantom Menace, and um, there's interviews like what Matty Boy said, um, and it, it's very laid back. Yep. They're in just this huge house, and they're just going from room to room, doing random interviews and playing games, yep. and and it's very disorganised, and it's and it's quite cheeky, um, and it's I don't know, it's worth it's worth mentioning as well, Matty Boy, that the Phantom Menace in the UK. In 1999, came out a few months after. Mad after the US release, didn't it? Yeah, we got it on the 16th of July 1999. I remember it is a warm day mm. in the United Kingdom when that came out. And the thought now that we'd get, imagine if the Force Awakens came out on like the 16th of February 2016, for example. Right, three two months after it had in the states. It's f- like film distribution has changed now, but even then, this is the biggest film of all time. That came that and they, and they mentioned it. We'll mention it throughout as well. But to kick us off, we've we've taken a snippet just to show you know how big this really was for the UK at the time. Even on this chaotic wild morning show, 
They got it. Check this out. Hello there. I can't believe I'm gonna, I, you know, I can't believe I'm going to lose all this stuff. I was really banking on being able to nick some of this kit, but I'm not going to be able to. Anyway, welcome back to the Big Breakfast. This is it. It's Friday, July the 16th, on the day that an estimated 300,000 people will be heading to their local cinemas to see Star Wars The Phantom Menace, a film we've been banging on about now for two weeks down here on the show and even longer. Uh, on our website today, you will be able to find any cinemas, hopefully, uh, where there are seats available. That's just an extra service bought to you by the Big Breakfast. Here in Bow East London, let's get back to the real deal. Star Wars fever is running at its peak already as we prepare to give away all of this, ladies and gentlemen. All of this. Uh, many of which, I'll just pick out some of the special things here. Uh, signed Samuel L. Jackson Jedi cufflinks. Uh, actually, you can see them in the film as well. A signed George Lucas A-Wing fighter. Now, George Lucas is a very difficult man to get to. He doesn't sign many autographs. A George Lucas autograph, it's, it's worth more than gold dust, actually, especially when it's on boxer shorts. He doesn't sign a lot of men's underwear, I can tell you. <laughs> Uh, we've got a signed Ahmed Best, Dancing Jar Jar Binks. It become the runaway cult character of the series. He's actually signed a... Uh, there it is, right there. We've got a Jake Lloyd pod racing of Valise. And a signed Natalie Portman, uh, Queen, uh, Queen Amidala pyjamas. There they are, as, as worn by her in the film. Hang on. That's a lie. Uh, but she has signed them there anyway. <laughs> there you go. That's all up for grabs this, grabs this morning. It's tremendously exciting. We've had all the build-up. Signed George Lucas boxes, mate. I'm in. Mate, Darth Maul boxes as well. Mate, give give me him. <laughs> give give me him to me. Well, you you mentioned like George Lucas doesn't sign like anything. Well, like, like, I mean, now especially getting hold yeah. of George or something. But even then, I mean, George has never been, you know, one for doing the the press tours and the PR stuff. He's right. his own man. So the fact that he went on the big breakfast in the first place was. A huge get for what was this irreverent morning show to yeah. get him, and the way he was on there was great. But to ask him to sign like Darth Maul's pants live on air, and for him to just be like, <laughs> oh yeah, sure, and he did it, and that <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, sure. it's amazing. But just hearing that, like three hundred thousand people on that, just on that day, go. I wonder how many of those are sick days went to see the Phantom Menace. Mm. I was one of them, along with my mum and dad. I can't remember if my brother, Shawnee Boy, and Emma were there. I remember we were in a circular table at Pizza Hut beforehand, though. Yes. I remember that. I've said that many times. I remember it so vaguely. Um, 300,000 people, mate. The the website, this the Big Breakfast website, actually had a, a certain area where you could type your postcode in, and they tell you which cinemas nearby had tickets left, if any. It was that big a deal. And those, That's mate, those giveaway prizes, though, as well. I know you mentioned, like, George, but a signed George Lucas A-Wing, and, like, Natalie Portman signed... Amadala pajamas. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's so random. The pajamas, but they, they had a mountain of stuff. Didn't that's they? just a few. They, bits, they had like a prize mountain, and that's what they were. It would be worth untold amounts now. It's genuinely. I I I think I said to you earlier. Like, I don't think they'd do that today. No, not on this scale. And with like the signed stuff, I think that's very like that's of a different time. That's very nineties and very two thousand Lucasfilm um, yeah. vibe rather than the corporate Disney vibe. Yeah, and we love Disney. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. It's, it's just, it's a different time as well. Yep. It's a different time. Um, now in the big, in, in the big breakfast during Phantom Menace <laughs> fortnight or whatever they were calling it, um, which meant a very different thing to what it means now. They, they, <laughs> they managed to interview a lot of people for, for these shows, right? George Lucas. Wow. They got an interview with George Lucas, Jake Lloyd, Lilani, Samuel L. Jackson, Ray Park, Ahmed Best, Liam Neeson. It was going off, mate. And don't forget Nick Gillard was there as well, the stunt, stunt coordinator. Nick Gillard oh. was there. And all of these people, let's bear in mind, all these people were, were in the house. They weren't, this wasn't done by 
some primitive Zoom call or something. No, they, 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 didn't, go, they didn't go to Pinewood. Yep. All the guests, including Papa George, they mm. they went to this little house that, by the way, is still there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's sold on there. it's sold on Rightmove for a few, like millions a few years yeah, ago. We should go and pose outside. Oh, I would I would actually love that. You can. I, I was Google mapping it the other day, and I was like, oh, there you can actually see it from like certain locks or from a road just outside the oh, West Ham Stadium. We'd have to put a picture on the socials, like these stories or something, for you guys who can't. If, Visualize it. If you're going Star Wars Celebration, yeah, forget mm. doing a photo opportunity at Canary Wharf. Yeah. Forget, forget going to the Barbican Centre to, to recreate some Andor and scenes. Or. Go, go to the Big Breakfast house. <laughs> Tell him the session sent you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, May Boy and I, over the last few weeks, ain't it, mate? We've been listening back to a lot of these interviews. I've seen these interviews on the internet like many, many, many times for years. For years, I've yep. been aware of them. And I always thought, oh, it'd be great to do a show about this one day. And this week is that week. Um, so we basically, we've got like, we're not going to, we can't play all the interviews and like the whole thing, but we've got some favorite bits that I think Matty Boy are, we're going to play. Yes. So George Lucas and Jake Lloyd, they kind of appeared on the show at the same day. So I think yeah. we're going to start with those guys, right? Yes. Okay. So I remember watching these as well because this was always mm. on before I went to school in the morning. Yeah. And I just remember Phantom Menace Fever being everywhere and watching these back it's you you guys know we're Star Wars fans, like the nostalgia of it hit hard. Like I remember that day, the sixteenth of July, I remember how, I remember how hot it was. I don't remember who I was with, coincident apparently, but I remember I was with my mum and dad before we went to see it and I just remember going Isn't that everything funny? about Isn't that funny? it. Yeah. I know, but I just remember this stuff being on and it just it's took me back to those times, mate. Because you ve- would have been a bit younger when I, you? I was I would have been about I would have been coming up to being five. I and was, and uh, I was thirteen, going on fourteen. I was in Devon. Yes, I was in Devon. Like where well, this nothing, the world away. Nothing happens in Devon, mate. <laughs> yeah. So this this felt like a big deal. Anyway, let's play this audio and let let's get stuck in, mate. Yes. Let's get stuck in. How do they feel now, though, when they see you? They up don't there? care. They still don't care. You know. It's well, that's true. That keeps you down to earth, doesn't it? Well, yeah. It's the only way my feet stay on the ground is by having such a swollen head. <laughs> So is this no, natural? They, well, I do this so much, yeah, they become just natural. You've been testing them out on everyone in your junkets, and then you you yeah. took the best ones and saved yeah. them for the big breakfast. Well, they're yeah. pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. George naturally- didn't make didn't make a million dollar film just to have it good and entertain people. He did it to get, get on the big breakfast. Like, oh! People do anything. Hey, the right People do anything now just to get on the big breakfast. He makes a multi-billion dollar film to get on the big breakfast. Good, good. That's what we like to hear. That's what we've got time for, Jake. So thanks you for coming down. You're going to stay around for a little while longer, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Okay, Jake, hi, everybody. Jake, you Oh, mate. You say it. Go on. The big, the big weftest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he, Jake Lloyd was one one step away from looking at Kenny Brook and saying, "Are you an angel?" Oh, I know, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think we all did. It, to be I fair, know, mate. I know, yeah, mate. Yeah, like you say Kenny Brook, respect. Yeah, um, Jake Lloyd, because this is how odd the the format was. Jake Lloyd and Kenny Brook, who was the interviewer there. They're both just laying on a bed, looking at each other, laying on <laughs> they, their side, just looking at each other. They are laying on a bed, guys. They're not sitting down. Yeah. They are laying on a bed. And just looking at each other while they're on the bed doing yeah, the interview. Doing this really odd interview and it's great. And, you know, we're listening to the interview, get to see Jake, you know, pr- before the film came out in the UK anyway, 
you know, before any of the any of the hoopla and the backlash and the, the you know the awful behaviour towards him happened, really, yeah. there was still some because, like you say, it'd been out in the states for a few months. But seeing him on the big breakfast, like still fresh faced, young, loving it, having a bit of fun, it kind of makes me think, oh, what could and what might have been, but. He was, he's, a, he's got a real presence about him. He's a real cheeky chappy. He is a cheeky chappy. Yeah. A, there is a rehearsed nature to what he's saying, bless yes. him. But well, he's probably said it like four well, times. He even says it, doesn't he? What a great yeah. joke that was as well, with his old swollen head. Yeah. He is a sweetheart. He is Absolutely. a real, real, real sweetheart. And even with the... Like, I, I find it really just cute, the way he just says the big boiftest, like, And he says... <laughs> you don't say it once. He it's says it times. twice. He three times. He says it three yeah. times. He says it yeah, three times. I, I, I love him. I love him. And I, we need to treasure him at all costs. I would love to talk to Jake Lloyd one day about this. But I love, I love that, like, even... In this interview, you, he he is aware that he is in like the biggest film of like this generation, and you know that's yeah, that's huge. That, and the, yeah. the way kind of it's almost for like a water, water for ducks back to him. Like even yes. like in in that quote, yes. what do your schoolmates think? Well, they don't care. Yeah, we just go, we just go, Which, ha- we just go and play. To be honest, they probably do, and he's probably because I know he got bullied for this yeah. even afterwards. But like. He he's probably just kind of like you know shrugging it off mm-hmm. a bit. He is normalising it, and you know I'm not getting into the whole conversation about yeah, like no, child actors and stuff. You know it's it's really really nuanced, really complex. Mm-hmm. But you know, bless him. He 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 did he he did his best on this. Really, and the more really I did. watch the film, the more I think it's not actually that bad. I mean, considering no. he's like ten. No, it's like he's 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 told to say yippee and woohoo and stuff like it's that. How this how Jake was treated. Ooh. is and was disgusting oh it never will be disgusting. anything disgusting it never will and it still happens now but yeah it, it does, never mate. will be anything but but um seeing him on the big weft here yeah and I just seeing it. how like, he's just he's just happy to be and he was there for most of the week actually well or at least for a few days while some of the other guys kind of came and went jake was there for a few days i think so uh, he must have they made the most it. of him i wonder like what he thought of this like compared to the like, other press junkets and stuff like yeah. i wonder if he thought this is actually pretty cool because he does seem quite comfortable here yes and he does seem like you know who who are these people interviewing me and like who you know what what is like yeah. i don't know it just seems really unique it's very it's, very laid back isn't it it's so, super laid back so and you can tell it's just kind of like unscripted and they don't really know what's going you on you can tell that when they speak to papa as well yes like he i i read some of the comments and to be fair i, I saw i saw this in the youtube comments as well but they were saying like it's amazing how like laid back george seems in these interviews he's he's having a laugh and a joke and he's you know cracking jokes at things which he would never do on a like a sanctioned press tour if you know what i mean um but yeah hearing papa talking was great this is a big deal as well okay now episode one is probably the most anticipated film ever um talk to me about the pressure of that Uh, none really i mean to me it's just a movie and uh you know i work every day and i just make my little movie and and i feel fairly secure it'll be well received by a few people and uh you know so uh, the pressure is, you know, not that great, actually. I know the really high expectations of some of the fans and everything I can't possibly meet. So well, that's, I that's simp- really what I, I, simp- I simply don't worry about it because there's, not, there's nothing I can do about it. Once you get your expectations so high, there's no way you can meet them. Mate, it's, you know, it's nothing. I just make my little movie. <laughs> little, little movie. What, the most anticipated, oh. like, prequel in this I case of all time. What's the pressure like? What pressure? 
I know. Wow. He George really does show that he's quite like neurodiverse. I think. I think you're right. You know. Right. Um, I I think in these sort of interviews and in this sort of situation, it just it's it's really obvious. And I think if you're aware of that, if you've got that in your family, maybe, um, it's probably why he's like so good at what he does. Yeah. You know. But to say, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. I think part of it, maybe, boy. In this, and you're right, by the way, about George being relaxed. I've never seen him so relaxed. Genuinely. I- I've never seen him so relaxed yeah. on like a press thing, which is, which is ironic. And, and actually yeah. credit where credit's due to, to Johnny Vaughan. Yeah, yes. As yeah. an interviewer, even though he's not like perfect. And he says, even in this interview, you're like, Oh, shut up, mate. But like, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's, and I don't think he'd mind anyone saying that because well, that's his character. That whole, is what he, that's his personality. Like, bam, 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 isn't there? Yeah. Shooting from the hip almost. Yeah, absolutely. But I think. Honestly, do you know what I got from that clip? Is that George is already like hurting from this? Yeah. That's, I, believe it or not. Yeah. I just think George Lucas is like playing it down. Like, and he's already saying that, like, you know, and, and I'm saying this because remember, this is like a few months on from when it yep. actually came out, yep. ain't it? Yeah. In the US. So ba- we've had reactions and everything. He knows yep. the reaction. He knows the reaction. This is just like an extension of that. And I don't know. I, I just feel like he's, he's already, um, yeah, hurting and he's already going, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not this. He, he's probably really upset. It's probably really hurt him. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I got from this though, mate? Hmm. I got that he, this is just George Lucas's almost like genuine disdain for the game. Yeah, that Where too. He's, yeah, that too. We've always known that George is a filmmaker. He just wants to make his picture. That's all he's ever wanted to do. And here, when they're saying, what's the pressure like? None. I just want to make my film. That's all I've done. I've made a film. I've put out, I've done my passion project. And now what people think of it is up to them. And of course, later down the line, we find out that he didn't like people, you know, being mean about his films. And I don't blame him. But it's interesting you say that though. Because now you said that, having like listened back and remembering the interview in in my head, I don't think you're wrong whatsoever though, mate. Mm. So it's interesting to get two different. Uh, look at you, you know, what you saw was different to how i saw it i just saw it as papa literally with his he, we might as well have had a sunglasses his sunglasses on and a pina clad in one hand be like yeah listen man i make my movies that's, that's all i care about you know the studio heads can do what they want i'm not here for that i'm here for the sheer love and joy of making films that's what i got out of it but like you said it's been out for a few months yeah and we know from yeah. later interviews with some of the people on this show that on the big breakfast that the big the, what? The big, the big, the big breakfast. Yeah, that the you. the backlash had already hit. But interesting that you picked that one up, though, mate. But no, it's, it is so cool to hear Papa talking so candidly as well. When they go on to ask him about other things about the film, and they ask him about they ask him to play a game about warts as well, uh, yeah. which is incredible. Oh, it's mental! Like the games that they play in the it feels like what they can get away with. They're li- they're literally like, listen, do you want George, Jake? Do you want to come down to the big breakfast house and like sit here for an hour? Yeah. And they're like, what are we going to be doing? Are we going to ask you some like questions? Going to play some games and like it's just it's chaos. It is pure. I did have the games listed, but I've got the screenshot on my my work computer as it turns out of some of the games they were playing, like the Empire Strikes Bark. Yeah. Where they had to distinguish what wood was being hit with an axe. Um, <laughs> Star Wars, like which Star Wars, which Star Wars yes. actor's got a wart? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was Star Wars. Shout out to oh. Pete, uh, purely Belter. 
about they were just asking like, oh we asked 100 people in the street which celebrity is the most boring and it's got nothing to do with Star Wars as well it's just it was like Prince it's just and random like I love it though there, there was it. there was a few other ones like the Empire Strikes Back as well the Empire Strikes Back there was a few more but I can't remember them now but you've got such a very good memory cool. mate you've got such a good memory because I watched all this I'm like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah um right now, here's another little cheeky clip from Papa George, his time at the big Bweftest house. Forward, and it actually worked a lot better than I imagined, but I, I'm pretty sure that it's the it's sort of the ancient emotional underpinnings that uh, make people really gravitate toward it. Because the way I, I kind of read it, is, that, is well, the way I imagine it is that, you know, George has this book, a great big leather book covered in dust. It's the Chronicles of Space. And it's there. <laughs> you've written the whole thing already. And it's, you know, it's complete in your own mind. Is that right? No, that's wrong. But you don't, you don't have the complete story all mapped out right from the start all those years ago. It was all there. No. Okay. Nice. Well, I have. So is, you're winging it. No, I have a, I have a, a little <laughs> story treatment, okay. a little outline that says this happened here, this happened here. And, and uh, uh, in the in the first one, I actually had all the scripts, but I had to sort of rewrite the scripts as I went along, uh, because I, you know, because since they became three movies, I, they had to have, have different structures and things. But what I'm working on now was the backstory, which I'd written out. Oh, this is where he came from. This is where he came from. These were the. This is what the Clone Wars were all about. This is all this stuff. And I sort of it's just a you know a little outline basically, that goes right through the plot of the movie, and where the characters came from and what they did. It's only about you know seven or eight pages. Oh, that's brilliant! All these people very... think you've you've schemed the whole thing up, and in fact, George yeah. Lucas he makes it up as he goes along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now. Uh, it's only uh, seven or eight pages. What are you talking? Yeah, then it, that is planned out, ain't it? And this, this is, this is the same thing again, isn't it? Like, he, what he's interpreting as the question of, oh, have you got it all planned out? Yep. He's thinking, no, I haven't got every detail planned out. Yes. Like, yeah. it happens on set. And that's with every single yeah, yeah. filmmaker, right? Have you got a story treatment? Or, yeah. Or have you got, have you got an idea where we're going? Yeah. Yes. It's seven or eight pages long. So that, so, but even just hearing that, you know, just seven or eight pages for three films is doesn't seem like an awful lot. No, so it kind of so it kind of makes you w- wonder how much of it was done not on the fly because this isn't like the Hobbit uh, kind of production, but <laughs> you know he's had to fill in so many blanks there. But every filmmaker does. But that. every filmmaker every will filmmaker do that. Does. But, but every one writer is, does that. But one every... which is this big as well is I would be. I wouldn't have been surprised if he said, "Oh yeah, you know, I've I've been writing it for the last few years, trying to get the beats in place just to make sure it was." You know, it tied up properly with the OT and all that. But no, George is like, no, this is just a backstory. Or we're just, we're just going to st- say where the Clone Wars and that came from and things like that. It, he it, does it, mention that, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. No. I love that. I love, I, what I love is the way he talks just so matter-of-factly about it. Like, mm. this is my movie. This is my story. It's you guys who are making a big deal out of it. I'm just, yeah, like you said, I want to make my picture. I've got a few pages of story treatment here. You know, mm. it, things changed when it became a, a trilogy in the old days, but nothing's changed for him yeah that's what i got he didn't suddenly yep. change his ethos of how to write a film because he's now a multi-billionaire yeah it, it stayed the same yes that's true that's true it's just i what i got from it is seven or eight pages is a little of of story treatment is different because he knows like look i've got some beats to hear yep and i need to make those everything that happens in between i've not written yet that's different to unplanned. <laughs> yeah. But when you ask a lot of these creative people that a question like this that's so open, 
you know, I think they're more inclined to say no. And I think actually mm-hmm. the reason I wanted to include this clip is like we can take something like this and apply it to something like the Mandoverse in the moment where Dave Filoni, John Favreau say, oh yeah, there's, there's not, yeah, there's not really a plan. There, like, no, there plan. is, there, you, there, there is a rough is. plan. They, because they keep hinting at like mm-hmm. certain things and where characters are going. There, there are, Beats. Yeah. There are story yeah. I don't think there's a concrete plan. Yes. I think I think they've probably got on a board somewhere. This is what's going to happen in season five, and let's say six was the end. The end game is yeah. this, but I yeah. imagine that's penciled in. Well, you have to penciled. You, you, you have to be flexible because you never know what's yep. going to come up. Exactly. Yeah, we know that with Mando, right? <laughs> like you know how many things yeah. just happen. Real life stuff just sometimes gets in the way. Yep. That's just life. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was really interesting. But that's not the only thing that George talks about when it comes to his films, is it, Matty Boy? No, talking about having a plan. This one's interesting, mate. Now, John, Jonathan Green from Putney asks why you went back to the start yeah. of the saga and didn't finish the story Luke, Han, and Leia, etc., from the original trilogy. Will you ever finish that story? Uh, no, I won't. Because uh, uh, ultimately, uh, this is all I have written. And uh, this is really the backstory to the original Star Wars, and I haven't written any sequels, and I'm too lazy to go out and do it. <laughs> Will you ever write the sequels to Han, Luke, and Leia? No, I won't. <laughs> Cue forward to 10, 11 years later. I've got, I've got a treatment with like midichlorians so and stuff funny. like that. But at the time, he had no plans to do it, and... <laughs> But then about 10 years before that, he said it was a 12-film saga and all that. But um, I love George. This is, this is this, well, we said off air, but when it comes to George, you either have to take it with a pinch of salt or take it by decade. But it seems to change quite a bit. D- we said that earlier, didn't we? We yeah. were like, you can never, t- like, never take like what he says as gospel, like Even George Lucas says as gospel. Yeah. yeah, because he does change his mind a lot. And also, that's fine. A lot, like what I said earlier, a lot of artistic people do change yep. their mind a lot. That's just, that's part of the creative process, isn't it? And, um, I, I, I don't know, mate. I, what's funny yeah. is he still, he still talks about them. Yeah. So he goes, no, I've not written them yet. Like he's yeah. still aware. Yep. He's still aware that they're a thing and he probably has ideas. We know he has mm-hmm. ideas yep. and he had them. No, we yeah. We had a, tre- he had a, just, he had a treatment. He's thinking particularly again, Month or two after Phantom Menace releasing in the US, he's thinking, "I ain't doing twelve of these. Yeah. I, 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 three, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing. I've got two. More I've got two more it, to yeah. do." I, he's probably already thinking, "Flaming heck, I might have to get old. I might have to get old Steven Spielberg in, my mate Steve, <laughs> to come in and help." We well, saw out. how the Attack of the Clones changed. He wanted to invol- include Jar Jar, for example, more, and all he says is, "You know, Dello Felagus, basically." And Annie, yeah, he doesn't really say much. And then, and then, in by the Revenge of the Sith, he's just a funeral mourner. It's very interesting. So you yeah. can see, so you can tell how the creative process was shaken up by the backlash. And to hear him say that, yeah, maybe it is a response to the criticism he's received at the time. And I don't blame him as well, to be no. honest, especially because he was so candid and open about the other answers. I believe him when he, uh, at, at that point of his life or his career, I believe him when he's like, no, mm. no, I, I'm, mm. maybe I'm just too lazy to do it now. Also, because he probably thought, man, it's taken me years just to do The Phantom Menace. Well, the thing is, when you when you go and have a big breakfast, you sometimes feel a bit tired afterwards, yeah, exactly. and you want to have a nap. sleep. I yeah. do anyway. I always have to feel. I, we had a big lunch, and I feel tired. Yeah, we did. Lunch. Yeah, we went bread and bean, didn't we? Bread and bean. It is. I got my chai latte and Leon C. It was sick, mate. I had Ooh. Korean chicken I, with like peanut mayonnaise. It's lovely. I had a pesto chicken and mozzarella. Um, 
and Basel <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Baseldon and some Baseldon in, <laughs> in the bread. And we had, oh, a, mate, we what, had a Kinder Boy and I was what, well. what are we listening to? You know next? somebody what else you know somebody else liked a big Bueftus? Yeah. Sammy Jackie. Samuel L. Jackson. Sammy he was he was there on one of the other Jackie. days. They got him in and it's amazing to see what is now a Hollywood superstar and to be fair at the time was coming off of Pulp Fiction and everything else he'd done. It's a big deal in the big breakfast house to get Sam Jackson. Uh, they, they, it was a great interview again, very laid back. But one of the, one of the questions I asked him was like, you know, you, you always wanted to be in this film. So how, how did it come about? Okay. Now in recent years, you've done TV interviews where you've openly said you wanted to be in the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. You openly said that. Yes. Why were you so keen on getting the part? What is it about Star Wars? Well, to me, it was um, this modern-day kind of pirate movie, you know, like swashbuckling, buccaneering, and I'd always wanted to be in a film like that because I was a huge Errol Flynn fan, and all of a sudden, I'm sitting in the theater, and here's this whole new version of it, and it's like, okay, how do I get in one of these movies? Now, it took me 20 years to figure that out, yeah. but I you finally... You just say on air, you want to be in yeah, the film. Yeah, I said it. In fact, I, it happened when I was here. I was on... I guess you're kind of a late night version of the Big Breakfast. Um, there is no substitute. <laughs> well, okay. okay. All right, the Big Evening Supper. The Big whatever. Evening Substitute. Yeah, but uh, I was on that show when I said it, and, and they were doing research here, and somebody told George, and by the time I got back to um, the States, I was shooting a film in Vallejo, which is right down the road from his ranch, and he called and said, want to come over and talk about that, just yeah. to see how serious I was. And it's like, hey, okay. But were you a big fan of the original Star Wars films? Oh, totally, yeah. I was at the very first screening in America of Star Wars in New York, the opening day. Wow. You see, that, quite an awesome little silence. Yeah, yeah. Like that, but that was a good silence. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Mate, why do you want to be in Star Wars? It's Star Wars, basically. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that TikTok where they're like, so tell me what what, what do you love about corn? It's corn. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's it. It's corn. corn. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know. what, is there, what else is there to love other than yeah. the fact that this is corn? Yeah. It's and that's corn. basically Sam Jackson, you know, with Star Wars. It's great to hear he's such a fan. And yes. I don't think he expected to get such a big role, you know, because he, he really no. is. He said it as well, didn't he? When he went in for his, when he went in for his read... It just said, you know, you know, George said, your role might not be too big. Let's just see. And yeah. Sam was like, well, listen, I'm quite happy to be a stormtrooper with a helmet on yeah. as long as I'm in it. And then he kind of went on to say how when he did his read and when he went for his first day on set, like, hold on, it says Jedi, Jedi Master, Jedi Council. There's my rose. I'm, you know, I'm hanging with Yoda. Yeah. And, and, and how, how big his role became. And of course, now he's still, he still wants to come back as Mace Windu, doesn't he? Yes. So it's, he, yes. even back in 99, you can tell that the, the dude was a massive fan and it's he's not a just, fan. Yeah. I mean, he was there, he says day one. I mean, a lot of people were there day one to see Star Wars on the first day. So right, but, <laughs> and that's you know, a good point actually. I believe that's a good him, point. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say no to him, mate. But um, on that though, when when he said, what, you know, what was it like being on set? What was it like being a Jedi? Mm. They asked him, you know, how did it feel saying that line, Lukey boy? That line. You know, it it, it kind of takes a minute. You know, to get yeah. yourself together because you've heard people say it and you know it's like an important thing. Um, my biggest question for a while was, am I the first one to say it? And I still didn't know until I actually saw the film. And I, oh, actually, are, you, are you the first to say it? It actually what? turns out I'm the second person to say it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Were you a bit, a bit disappointed you, you didn't use a lightsaber? Yeah. Exactly right. You didn't get to use a lightsaber. I had one on. 
<laughs> I know, but you didn't, get, you didn't get to use it, though, did you? But I had it on. <laughs> but you didn't get to use it, did you? But you didn't use the lightsaber. I didn't use it on screen. <laughs> you got me there. Oh, my... <laughs> what a lad <laughs> what a lad I love it he he is he's such fun isn't he I just like, love when Kenny Britt was like what was it like saying that what about a fourth movie what was it like saying that I'm like, oh, I love it man. I love it I love it it's so it's so normal to us yeah this is like such UK television yes. you know and what you can't see on those or even on the YouTube <laughs> the YouTube but the YouTube videos yeah. or on these is that when they're talking like behind the camera, the crew are just there watching. Yeah. So not, it's not just a guy holding the boom mic. The entire crew are just there watching and reacting, cheering, um, yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a proper atmosphere. Well, no, hang on. There's, this ain't related to Sam, Sam Jackson, but there's a bit where, um, on, where, where, where they've got little Anakin, Jake Lloyd's there actually. And whenever they mention Vader, there's a guy stars in their eyes. <laughs> Right, so that, this is one of the games I play. There used to be a show Star in the Wars UK in called eyes. Stars in Their Eyes, yeah? And what you'd get like a random person, like, hello, I'm, right, yeah. I'm Kevin and I'm from Manchester. And then they'd be like, well, Kevin, what? who are you going to be tonight? Yeah, who are you, who you going to be tonight, Kevin? And he's like, I'm going to be Elvis Presley. Tonight, and Matthew, then, I'm going to be Elvis Presley. Yeah, and then they go like behind the curtain and then there's a, there's a time jump Clear and then really. they come out and they're dressed as Elvis Presley and they sing. <laughs> like they, guys this was this was primetime uk television television right <laughs> and so um the big the big boeftus like took the mick out of it yeah and they were like right let's do star wars in their eyes and this random guy like hello i'm mick oh, i'm today i'm gonna be darth vader and everyone goes wee and then it, and then it, the camera goes in there's a time jump and then he comes out and he's dressed in a really bad darth yeah. vader outfit <laughs> And, His arms are still and, showing. And all the, all the crew, they're all going, evil, evil, <laughs> like this, like it's a football match. Jake like, Lloyd. yobs, basically. Yeah. Yob, yob <laughs> culture. This, I mean, this is it, mate. This is, yeah, it don't get better than this. Evil. It don't get better than any of this. Yeah, no, it doesn't whatsoever, mate. What does get better? Mm. Imagine if you got, imagine you got the invite. Imagine Big Papa said, Lukey boy, uh, Matty boy. We're going to come to Skywalker Ranch. I'm still waiting for it, mate. This is what it's like. <laughs> okay, I've got some questions here. Simon Newton from St. Albans asks, when did you, uh, what did you think to Skywalker Ranch when you went for your meeting with George? What did I think of it? Yeah, what do you think of it? It's a nice place. Uh, it's an awesome place. Uh, when you uh, get off the freeway, you get off on Lucas Valley Road. Nice. Freeway yeah. exit. Uh, you get there, George has his own fire department. Uh, That's handy, a, isn't it? Yeah. There's a winery on the property. Um, there are five restaurants, a huge screening room, and only about 150 employees. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Drink, wine, drink If you want to drink wine and start fires in safety. That's the That's place the to do it. Sounds like a good night out for many of the crew. <laughs> That's why he said, it's just a movie, mate. Because at the end of the day, he goes back to his ranch with his own fire department, five yep. restaurants, winery, yep. and he's like, "I'm living the good life." But yeah, he's got his own. He's got his own um, exit on the freeway, mate. The Lucas Valley Road leading up to Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Come on. I think you can hear Kelly Brook going, "Wow!" Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the only bit that she goes, "Wow!" At. <laughs> like the yeah. road, yeah. the road's named after him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wow. amazing. Like the fo- I wonder. I don't think it's like that. It can't be like that anymore, can it? Five restaurants. That's mad, ain't it? It's obviously it's still it's still a working facility because I know 
the yeah. filmmakers go there yeah. and the writers go there oh, to do stuff. So that. maybe it's um, like that. Then. Maybe we could ask for an invite. I would love to go. Fanboys. Have you ever watched Fanboys? I have seen Fanboys, yes. They they try and break into Skywalker Ranch, don't they? What? Yes. At the end, like, what happens if the film's not great? Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Well, we, maybe we should do an episode on that in the future. I think future. it's on the sheet. Yeah. Oh, what, on our master sheet that no one knows about as top secret? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, we're organised. Yeah, we're that organised. <laughs> right, who's up next? Liam, uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, wow. Liam, Liam Neeson. Well, the, weird vibe. Weird vibe, the, like Liam being on the on on the show, <laughs> but he laughs the, during it though. He does, but you can just tell we've gone from in like you know everyone. Like, we all know this, don't we? We're, we're different cultures in the Anglosphere. We're more similar than different, but like you can tell we've gone from interviewing Americans to interviewing like an Irishman. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Hard-nosed <laughs> Irish like, lads, yeah. yeah. So go on, mate. What what what, what are we doing oh, next? Oh man, well he got into the spirit of it. He was laughing along. But this is, when I heard this, I was like, yeah, we, we've got to flag this up, mate. Okay, here's a quote from you. Yeah. Okay. Even if my career is on a slippery slope at the speed of light, I will never be at a Star Wars convention. <laughs> Can we discuss yeah. that? Did I say that? Yeah, apparently. I got the car. No, they often make them up. <laughs> um, did I say that? Yeah, I just, uh, I don't see myself at these conventions. No. I, uh, not because of anything against conventionese, but I, uh, I just want to keep something of the Alec Guinness mystique. Yes. You know? She actually have tremendous Instead of going answering questions, yeah, I'm six foot four. <laughs> oh, it was good fun working with George. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the lightsaber is quite heavy. Okay, that's six, seven, nine. <laughs> six, seven, eight, and nine. Go out. So, there we go. Hey. Okay, well, you've answered all those questions. Then, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's... I mean... I, he's honest. Liam, yeah, at least he's honest. At least he's honest. Liam Neeson, he's a guy. He's, he's a guy. Yes. He's a strong-willed guy. He's an Irishman. And, and I, I love him. I love him. But, you know, I, it's not for everyone. Like, the convention stuff and everything, it's not for everyone. I mean, but, I, I respect him, but I like the way he said, it's, it's no, no offence to the uh, convention ease. I, was like, I know. That's exactly what you mean. <laughs> you like, just don't want to hang around the geeks. I suppose, I suppose... Um, if you know how much money they made, I think he'd turn up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. He's got, en- he's got enough money. To be though, fair, though, when they had that... When they had the... Uh, I think it's Celebration, one where you had John Williams do the Princess Leia tribute... I think I think it's Sam Jackson and Liam Neeson. I think were the only ones to appear via video link. I'm sure Liam Neeson was on there, so he didn't attend that Star Wars celebration either. So he's a man of his word. Yeah, that's true. I think he's on video link. No, that's true. That's true. I just don't think it's his thing. Just like I know people when they talk about Comic Con or celebration, it's just not their thing. That's fair enough, isn't it? And I, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like kind of the belittling of it. You know, because it is so special. I think it's and different I'm, back then as well. Let's not forget, back then it true. was taboo almost to be a geek. True. Things, times have changed, yeah. haven't they, a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Now the money's there. It's a great way to plug, plug in next venture. Uh, and it's a nice way to get to see how loved you are by the fandom as well. And I'll say it again, it's a great payday. And of course, it was only a few months before, you know, 1999. That was the first Star Wars celebration. Yeah, of course, yeah. In, in, or um, Den- was it Denver I think or it was Denver. Oh, oh. My head says Denver, but now you said Indy. No, it might have been. Ooh. I don't know. We'll have to check. Someone fact check that. I weren't there. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I was in yeah. Guildford eating a pizza, waiting yeah. for this film to come out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he wouldn't go to a convention, finally. That sounds familiar. I was in a uh, Pizza Express uh, in Woking. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, oh, Paul. Yeah, you don't want to go no, to that we one. won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk yeah. about that. That's Infamous. If you know, you know. Just right, go Google on, mate. that one. Yeah. Well, they, they, they mean, they said that in that, fu- it's funny because Johnny Vaughan says to him, you know, would you want to go to a convention? And he's like, no. And he kind of hints that he just get asked the same questions. Yeah. What was it like working with, it was great working with that. George. I get that. Well, they asked him anyway. The next question was, what was it like working with George Lucas? And, Liam, Liam opens up here a bit more. You can tell he just wants to talk about the movie side of it, and his his answer was a lot more regal. <laughs> what sort of man is George Lucas? I mean, I, I, t- every time I see these films, I think, God, this has come out of this chap's this, you know, his imagination. He's created this world. What is it? Regular guy? Oh, I'm going to meet him. So is he? <laughs> I think it's wonderful. He's 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 um, uh, he seemed to me when we were driving very very laid back, um, and like. A lot of powerful people, they don't show the power. They don't have to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I see what you're saying. And his knowledge of cameras and stuff is, like, phenomenal. Oh, he knows all about cameras. So, you know, there was, we'd be doing scenes to be three, four, five cameras. People say, George, uh, shouldn't Liam sit here and then look out this way, a camera right? Say, no, because I'm going to use this camera. He should exit this frame. But the throw a look that way for it. But how's he different from other people you've worked, work, you know, other great directors you've worked with? Is there a, is there a, a different Lucas style of directing? Well, he's, um, I would say his style is something that I admire. He employs you to act. He's the director. And he expects you to act. It was as simple as that. I, I love that know. school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the, uh, I think Qui-Gon should be feeling lonely. It's none of that stuff. No, no, no. It's just move to the chair. <laughs> Move back and uh, speak a bit faster. Maybe speak a little slower. Perfect. Love that kind of direction. Slower, less intense, <laughs> or faster, more intense. Um, and mate, I love it when people talk about George because, when, especially when they say mm. people with power, they know they've got it. Mm. But when you look at George and and having seen him on just on these interviews. He doesn't. He's, to me, he doesn't, he's not a man who radiates power no. and presence necessarily. Maybe when you're in his presence, he does because it's, it's George Lucas, isn't it? But he doesn't radiate that. I, I can't imagine him just sitting there in his chair, and I can't imagine him literally just, just saying, himself. "Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, thanks, guys. Can we just do another one? Can you just say it a bit faster this time, or can you say it a bit louder?" No. I can imagine that, and I know it's that's what people that's what people have said about George, you know, since they've started working with him, but. I genuinely believe that's what it's like. And to hear someone like Liam Neeson, Oscar nominee Liam Neeson saying, that was perfect for me. Yeah. Just to be able to say, do what you want, you know, with restrictions, of course. And there wasn't any of this, you know, backstory or get into the mind of the character, which doesn't necessarily work yeah. for the Phantom Menace, maybe. And I do think um, Liam Neeson's performance, Qui-Gon, in Phantom Menace is probably one of the strengths of the film. I think it's great know? casting. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, yeah, I, I love hearing any positives about George. Yes. About George Lucas, you know, uh, I, I, and even now, like, he's, he's like the wealthy, wealthiest man in Hollywood, isn't he? With, <laughs> with the payout, yeah. with the Disney shares, yeah, with what his he, museum coming he's up. built the size of this building that he's, he's, loves a building that's been constructed in LA at the moment is absurd. It's unreal. And it and looks insane. It, it really, I'd love to, I'd love to visit. Uh, we, we've got another little Liam clip, ain't we? Last, last Liam clip. Liam and Ewan. Oh. Oh, you know. And, you know. Ewoks. Ah, Ewoks. You know. <laughs> I think, is it true that when you're doing the uh, lightsaber fight scenes with Ewan McGregor, you were both making the... Yeah, the first time we we, we had a 
knock out a few of these robots, you know? Were you a fan of the Star Wars films? And were you a fan of the original trilogy? I, the first one I was, especially. Yeah. I oh, the second one. The second one's fantastic. But then it ends up with those little teddy bears. Ewoks. Uh, oh, please. Do you know what? It's always if you ask any girl, which is their favourite Star Wars film, they go, this is the turn of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. I love those Ewoks. I, I love those Ewoks. You know. Because you're, cause you're, do you know why that is? Because you're that, a man in a shed. And that hey. big, it's your destiny. And that big shaggy carpet. What was yeah. it? Uh, Chewbacca. Yeah. Actually, one of our cameramen, uh, Phil. Listen, listen to this. Uh, you ready, Phil? Please. Chewbacca, baby. <laughs> 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 oh, I hate, no time, I hate them. I hate them. I hate. Them. Do you know what? Like <laughs> yeah. the, the, these interviews definitely shown their age as well, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Like this is nineties the... cringe. Yeah, they, they were yeah. worse things said as well. But and for context, <laughs> the shed thing—they are—they are now they've moved outside the big house, the big Bweftest house, and they've gone into the big Bweftest shed in the garden. <laughs> yeah. And they've actually a lot, even a lot of the George interviews were yes, in the shed, yes. weren't they? They were like, yeah. "Come on, let's go to the shed." George is in the it's shed. It's like, oh, brilliant! I, oh mate, I'm here for it. I'm here for the shed. Um, the guy in the audience did a good cheery, but I know someone who can do a better one. Not me. Ah, no, no. Yeah, yeah I can't do it. Mine just sounds horrible, so I can't. Um, yeah, Quiet God's not a fan of the Ewoks. I had to get that one in there because... That's brilliant. It's Timeless. not often you hear somebody who's worked in a film say, hey, hate Ewoks. Hate. But, um, hate. Well, there was, there was a, couple of, a couple of other interviews. They were kind of bunched together. They had yeah. Ray Park and Nick Gillard together. Mm. And then Ahmed Best came on later. I will be honest though, mate. Ray Park and Nick Gillard was less about the film mm. and it's more about gooning about. There wasn't really much there. And to right. be, and at this time, all respect to Ray Park, Sif Life and all that, but he wasn't quite there yet as an interviewee. So yep. the questions he was asked and interviews he gave, or the answers he gave, sorry, were limited somewhat, um, compared to what they would be now. The guy's now, you know, he's been on the convention circuit for years and, I imagine now he'd handle it a bit different, but, uh, so there wasn't as many things to come out of their, their, um, interviews, especially Nick Gillard. He, he kind of said what we already knew about. He choreographed the fights and it was great doing it and they had to s- cut bits out because it was too long. But, yep. uh, they asked Ray Park and Nick Gillard, what was it like to be uh, a Sith Lord? And <laughs> Lord? Well, they, they just said this. Right. What's a Sith, incidentally? What's a Sith? See if the Mars is the dark side of the force. Oh, yeah, the dark side of the force. Yeah, you had the Jedi and then you had the Sith. Ancient so. Sith. Ancient Sith, and that's what you are? Mm, in the movie, yeah. Sometimes okay. I play it day by day in real life as well. And are all Sith Darth? <laughs> Sorry? Are a lot of Sith Darth? I noticed yeah, yeah. Darth as a brush. Yeah. Look, yeah. you got Darth Sidious. <laughs> Darth Maul. What's, what's Darth it's a title, it's a title. It's a title? Yeah. Right. It's like so. dark, but with a th- yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> the guy, he's like, what? At one point, he does, he's like, what? <laughs> it's like one of the worst interviews I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, Kenny Brook was like, oh, at one point. He's like, what's going, Sif, Darth, what? <laughs> like, if you, if you have no idea of what Star Wars is, no context, you'd be like, what is, what is he talking about? Yeah. You know. I'm more confused now than I was before. I can, um, I'm not at, well, I am at anyone of people here, but you know, uh, I, I get why they got a voice actor in to replace. <laughs> Finally, we're, we're reveal ourselves to the oh, Jedi. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, out of order. Oh. Out of order, Matt. Out of <laughs> order. Yeah. Uh, uh, right, no, but that's that's we just included that for the bants, right? Pretty much, like, yeah. There's no, no deep there's no deep meaning. No, in there's that, not. No, I just I, I thought let's get something in off Ray because this Why was, not? This was Ray's first real kind of he even says he's going to the his first ever Royal Gala premiere later. Yeah. And he seems like a sound guy on the episode, but I think he's just, I think he, and he's been on the show before, so he knows what it's like, but he kind Big of time. He, even Big he time. seems a bit like what? When he's when he's being asked the questions, but they then had our boy Ahmed Best on. A lot of what Ahmed said was actually uh, that later repeated in his Star Wars Sessions interview yep. with us, which was fantastic. Happened yeah, it's good. One of, our, one of our best episodes. It is. Actually. I still love that. Happened during lockdown, so please check that out. But I thought I'd include this clip because he's asked about the backlash to Jar Jar. But of course, let's keep in mind now that this is within six, seven weeks of the film being released, and it's not. 20 years later. So what did Ahmed have to say in 1999 about the backlash? <laughs> okay, uh, the character's had some very extreme reactions in some quarters. Oh, yeah. You, you're aware of this. Mm-hmm. People have said he's a racist s- stereotype, and some of the st- Star Wars fans hate him. Right, yeah. Uh, how do you answer those charges? This is a great live platform to do that on and to, to maybe let out some of that anger. You <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't have any anger for it. It's kind of funny, you know. Like, these people are looking at a, a cartoon character and putting all these sorts of racial stereotypes on it. That's like saying, you know, Popeye is a racist or Bugs Bunny is a racist, yeah. which, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. But, you know, any, any review is a good review for me because I've actually made this character so believable that people can hate him. Yeah. You know? That's a great way to remember that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh. No, man, I was, it was really interesting <laughs> to hear what, honestly, what our boy Ahmed said. In the immediate aftermath, because when we spoke to him, he'd had, what, 20 years, essentially, to live with this yeah, yeah. stigma, yeah. apparently, attached to the character by other people. So, to see him, I mean, on this interview, he's proper bubbly, he's properly fresh-faced, he so was talking sweet. about getting his demo CD to Puff Daddy, who was just in the audience watching. Classic. He was one of the guests, so... It, it, this whole thing acted like a brilliant time capsule, mate. And it sounds so obvious because it, it's 25 years ago almost, but yeah, the fashion, the way people speak, like yeah. even like the questions that are being asked, the fact that they're even at some points, they're amazed, amazed that people have emailed questions in during it rather than phone them in. Yeah. It's such a different time and, and, and they're heralding in the biggest film of all time, which also then shuffled in so many new advancements in film as well. It's, it was such a beautiful thing to go back and watch this absolutely chaotic fortnight. Yeah. But we've got so much, like some, some of those sound clips, there are more as well, but there was so much juice coming out of it and so much fun as well. It really is. It's, it's just, it's media from a different time and it's really nostalgic. Mm. And I, and I'll be honest, and I think this is maybe part of the fact that it's a UK TV show and that it's a UK, like very British thing, isn't yes. it? You know? I think that's partly maybe one of the reasons why it's not talked about loads on the internet at the moment. I mean, it's not really remembered that much by a lot of people because like what we said at the start, this was aired on Channel 4, you know, a TV channel. Terrestrial TV. In, in the UK mm-hmm. in the 90s, right? And I don't know, it's it's for us, it's like a little time capsule. Yeah. And if we can just help with... Just, I don't know, keeping that, that memory alive, then, then that's it. And, and, and that's what this episode is. It is a breakdown of a different time, remembering the, the, the marketing for the Phantom Menace, which was crazy. Insane. But this, could you imagine today? Could you imagine today a morning TV show in the UK, in the US, Canada, Dude. wherever? Yeah. Spending two weeks, two weeks mm-hmm. devoted 
to a no, new no, Star Wars film. No, it wouldn't happen, would no, it? No, because there's so much going on around that as well to fit in. Can you imagine my final kind of thought on it is take exactly what we've seen and what you've heard, guys, today as well, and what Luke and I have watched on YouTube. Yeah. Just change the word The Phantom Menace, change that to The Force Awakens. Mm. Can you imagine them now having, you know, Daisy, John, Oscar, Kylo, Adam Driver, Mark Hamill, um, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, um, there in this house, being allowed to be asked these questions and having the freedom to talk about yeah. the film so yeah. much. And, and like you say, the giveaway. And this isn't a knock on Disney because I dig it, but it you, you just wouldn't happen now. And I think it how good would it be if they would do that yeah. like for the next film if they just had this mental week of all the f- stars were on this morning show they gave away these great giveaways and it just felt like people having fun again less kind of corporate handcuffing and more celebration of your product yes yes mate i think if you've not watched them go on to youtube type in the big breakfast look at jake lloyd's interview you know look at george lucas's it is fantastic little jake lloyd is fantastic you know we've got we, there's loads more of him george ahmed um Le- liam neeson yeah. you know. uh, uh, mate the whole the whole gang the whole man um, go listen this is the way let's go and get a big breakfast oh come on we're gonna need some of those for celebration mate Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I don't know about a big brekkie, mate, but uh, I need a big old drink and a pint of something. I finished off my old chai latte. Um, so it just happens to be that we've oh. wandered outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. Yep. to grab something the only question that remains though mate is well <laughs> shall we let's do it can i offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative a libation can i persuade you to join us for a drink Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got pour me another park kellen sling where are you going master Yes, sir. For those who are new or old to the show, each week we sit down here in the Bantina with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, and we want to hear your thoughts on our main discussion. Now, we didn't ask for your thoughts on the Big Breakfast interviews this time around, but we wanted to know what your favourite memories of the Phantom Menace marketing were. And again, it was a trip down memory lane, wasn't it, mate? Yes, absolutely. And one thing I noticed is that like, I'll, I'll, I'll start on this, this comment, actually, from Instagram. It's from Darth Zero. He says, what a great time. You know, like yes. that, that, you know what a yeah. great time. And it doesn't matter what you thought of Phantom Menace. It doesn't matter what you th- thought of the time. Like, it, it just, it, it feels like people look back with such, such pleasure, such joy, don't they? Uh, so, yeah, to kick us off, Instagram, Luke Summerfield, the king of Wales, he says, has to be the Holy Grail, the droid landing ship 
Catan holder. Have you seen that? Yes. The thing that, oh my <laughs> yeah. word, it is it is a thing to be seen, uh, maybe in your nightmares. Um, D Hodge F1 says, do you remember the Jar Jar Sticky Tongues? Glover comments on that. Yes, this. Uh, the Great Romance says this was the first time they did the Toys R Us Midnight Toy Reveals. Yeah. I remember buying $75 worth of action figures after standing in line for 40 Five minutes mental mate mental Darth Geordie from up 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 in the northeast says I've still got some unopened cans somewhere in the house might open them and get off my face <laughs> I think he's talking about <laughs> you know like the Pepsi the Phantom Menace Pepsi yeah. cans oh, yes oh mate I've, do you remember during lockdown I bought the uh, the Chris. Walkers Chris packet yes. with Obi-Wan on it you, it's on our Patreon as well your video if you want open or, or, or showing it off I think yes mate it's uh, classic it's a thing of beauty it's a thing of beauty Twin Suns Collecting says the Walker's Crisps Jar Jar Binks Sticky Tongue Toys sent you uh, sent off for it when you collected enough tokens from packets everyone at school had one and everyone lost it behind the sofa only spat be found months later with a disgusting amount of hair and dust (laughs) and who knows what else stuck on the tongue Uh, we love it don't we uh Jessup says for me I'll always remember the cup lids they could get at pizza and I also remember the spin pop toys yes we love it don't we and there's loads more people were just getting so so nostalgic for this Uh, mate what else are people saying on Twitter and Facebook on the old book face uh, Vadim Simmons the Belgian Bond he said I don't know why but those incredibly lame spoons instantly come to mind these are the ones that came with Kellogg's it was a C3PO things like that he said, I loved eating cereal and just read the promo stuff over and over again. The Phantom Menace promo was everywhere and I loved everything about it. Uh, Star Wars Meg, she said, wasn't there a Jar Jar Binks tongue lollipop? Royal Farm Boy says maybe, and he's got a picture of those two tongues. Um, uh, Gory and Shard, looks like space, I can't see the rest of the name, but uh, at Tyler Roloff said, I remember the soda cans, I loved having a Mountain Dew and seeing Newt Gunray. Or Obi-Wan on the can. Stephen Baltazar says, I literally still have all of the Pepsi cans. Paul Lansdowne, he said, I don't know, but I ate the hell out of those 1997 special edition Doritos. <laughs> um, I've got one what? here in... There was oh, the special, special edition. I've got one right. in Hungarian, which Google was translated. And they, it said, I remember that there was huge expectations at home in Hungary. Here, they, uh, the Phantom Menace appeared on a lot of promotional materials. And Newbold! Newbold! Mark Newbold said, Well, I love that film, and Kelly Brook didn't come round to interview me in bed. I feel cheated. She would now, because it's Newbold, isn't it? <laughs> Newbold! <laughs> it's Newbold, isn't it? Look at him. I'm looking at his face right now. I love him. Are we going to hug Newbold at celebration? Absolutely. I can't wait it's to have a cuddle. It's been a few months since we've seen him. We always say to him, oh, We'll meet up before. So we'll meet, every time we see him, we'll say, well, we'll, meet, we'll meet up before the next convention. And it never quite works, does it? Newbold sandwich. We did go for a Chinese, though, after the and then, Willow. And then we said, oh, We'll premiere. meet up with you before celebration. We just never have done. No, it never does. Busy. We're too yeah, busy, mate. Willow, He's yeah. up in Birmingham, isn't he, or wherever Birmingham. he lives. Like, yeah, the, we know Willow. Um, Yes. He loves it. Matty Boy. Matty Boy loves doing a Scouse accent for, yeah, the, for, for Birmingham. For Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Put the rice on. I've got some rice. Um, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> your, um, my daughter's grandmother is, is, is Birmingham, so, oh. I have, so she has to put up with me doing that. Oh. Um, you, mate, though, what was your favourite bit of promo material in around that time? Whether it's at the time or looking back now, what was Pro- it? 
probably like the toy lightsabers. Yeah, good shit. Or like the action figures. Like the red and remember, black, I was yeah. a kid, so for yeah. me, it was all about the toys. And I think that's what you're seeing a lot of. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how much is like m- physical merch. Yes. Because yeah, we, yeah. we did this hinting and we did put a little clip of the big, bre- the big breakfast, like clip. Yeah. Of Kelly Brook with Lil Lenny. And no one, no one was talking about magazine interviews. No one was talking about TV interviews. No Good one, show. no one mentioned any of that. They mentioned stuff. Yep. Isn't that funny? It's very It goes true. to show how important stuff is yes. no, you're right, for mate. marketing and promoting films still to this day yeah no yeah. My, you're right my, my favorite was it was the pepsi cans i remember going into woolies yeah. to get Woolworths to get my pick and mix or and a drink yeah to watch a film and it was there was just the, the, the blue phantom menace pepsi cans were especially jar jar and jake lloyd just there that always reminds me of those of that time so yeah, Pepsi cans and lightsabers where other drinks are available are our favourite memories. But yeah, thank you everyone for sending across oh, your yeah. memories. It was great to hear your kind of memories of those times as well. We've got loads more. Go check out the socials to see what else we've got. We'll give those details at the end. But if we didn't read you out this week, don't worry about it. No. We'll worry. do everything we can to get you on an upcoming edition of The Bantina. What? <laughs> for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, Spice is part of the Bantidos, the Patreon question section. Uh, and to kick us off this week, it is Jack, Big Boy Jack, Nuthead Jack, Jack Copesteak. He says, what's your most treasured Star Wars possession? Mine, I don't actually have yet, but I will be. Well, I will have my photo of me and my son with Ewan McGregor and Hayden as it signifies me passing on the torch. Love it, mate. Love it. Uh, Matty Boy, what are you saying? Jack's question. Um, being here with Luke Bly right now is my yeah. most favorite. Favor- um, no, some time. of my most treasured Star Wars possessions. I don't know if have, um, um, it was a bib mug, isn't it? Yeah, my bib mug, mate, which I was cutting <laughs> strong armed into getting. <laughs> but it came in handy for the bibs bash marketing. But yeah. uh, I've, I've always said before, I don't really have much because I'm like celebration. I'm more about collecting the memories and the photos and uh, of Star Warsy yeah. stuff. Like meeting Lukey Boy at Costa, I'll always remember that. Because yeah. look what look what we have made. It's but mental. It's my, my I love tat mate, and this isn't tat. This is great, but it's it's my greasy greasy dryus signed Danny Robot like, really? trading is cards really? and posters and all that stuff he sent. Oh, that's dope. Because it's yeah. weird. Yeah, frankly. it's weird. Beca- it I mean, weird. look, I've got some. I've got cool mods. I've got cool figures. Um, I've got some great artwork. You've got some there, like personalized artwork. We've been sent. We've been very lucky to be yeah, sent true, stuff. True. It's just odd having. A four-armed Terran signed by Danny Roebuck. So that's why I was like, sweet. framed, mate. Yeah, no, and you know, he was very Put kind to send toilet. it to us. So, um, But in the toilet or in the in the bathroom? Yeah. Well, Two different things. Toilet, mate. Shove it down the bathroom. No, you're in South Essex at the moment, mate. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, going bathroom. Yeah. Or can I go use your bathroom? No, mate. Just use the plopper. No, probably my, Lou, uh, probably my greasy stuff because it's it's odd, basically. And it, it's, yeah. it's a bit different. It's something that other people might not say they have, so... That's mine. What about you? May I use your restroom, please? Yes, may I use the it's a really, It's a really difficult one. As my collection has grown... Yours has. It's, um... It's a really, really difficult one, to be honest. I'm not I'm not actually 100% sure. If I had to narrow it down, I'd probably say my Calcestis Galaxy's Edge lightsaber. Calcestis. That's pretty cool. That is boss. Um, and it's a... It's, 
I, I bet you won't expect this, but probably the um, the I Am C-3PO book that Anthony Daniels gave to me on stage now. Now, at the Comic Con. I get it because I was there. Yeah, just because like like C-3PO gave me the book on stage and I've got the video to prove it. Do you know what I mean? It's You've like got the so, audio somewhere. Yeah, I think that's really cool. There's a really cool... I've got a few Power of the Force figures that I love. Um, in that box right there, Matty Boy, in that plastic box and stuff, I've got some toys in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some of my old Star Wars toys, or it might be actually somewhere else in, in there. I'm, I'm sorting out my collecting room. But um, yeah, there's like some of my just really old action figures. There's a Luke Skywalker. in a box you had. Power of the Force unopened, because I played with it, like Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi, with the green lightsaber. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's and then there's you know, also sentimental value attached to these yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. So. And yeah, you know, people have been listening to the show for a long time. Know, like, I love my Lego Millennium Falcon. I've got this bit of film that my brother. Got. Like, I can't pick. I can't. Yes. I cannot pick. But, but they're all. But they're all kind of like there's action figures, but they're, they're, they're to me they're still quite different. Like yeah. a bit of film or stuff like that. It's not. Yeah. Oh, I've got a hot toy which I think is amazing. And I like love, you said, there's nothing wrong with that art well. that's been sent to well, us. You've got that one there it's, by Elroy. Yeah, yeah, I've got did. that bad boy at home as well. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and we've got mad. the lithograph from Johnny O as well, the lightsabers. So, so nice. many good, so much good stuff we've got, and we're very privileged. So, so good. So, good. so that kind of stuff means more to me than going out and buying a figure, mate. So, but yeah, um, I get it. I greasy get it. money, baby. Greasy yeah. money. Good shout, though, Jackie boy. Um, we've got one here from. Wow, things are getting a bit bigger now. The unit has arrived. Tank Jimmy Adams, soon to touch down on the shores of the United Kingdom. He sent us a voice message, mate, and he asked us a question that goes a bit like this. Hey, man, Luke, it's Jimmy from Kansas. I can't wait to see you and all the other sick heads of celebration in a few weeks. <laughs> it's no secret, I did not care for the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 3. I rewatched it. I listened to your breakdown, which usually helps me see things a little clearer. Nothing has seemed to help. I decided to rewatch Book of Boba Fett Chapter 5, The Return of the Mandalorian. In my humble opinion, I believe that this would have been a far better start to Season 3. The opening alone was incredible. It had a much longer runtime. It recapped Season 2 without making it feel forced. It had mentions or droids from all three eras. A little something for everyone. Anyways, if you were in charge of Lucasfilm, and you had both episodes at your disposal, which one would you use to kick off the new season? Can't wait to hear your thoughts and to have more discussions over over a pint at Bibbs Bash. Take care, fellas. Well, Jimmy Satan is a hater. Jimmy yeah. hates the Mandalorian. Yeah, Jimmy just started a YouTube channel, as it turns out, so he could tell everyone about it. Um, no, so a good question though from Jimmy, actually, because we had all the hoopla about Mando 2.5 in the Book of Boba Fett, of which we've had that conversation many times. So the question to you, Lukey boy, yeah. Jimmy's posited is... Yeah. If you were the head of Lucasfilm and you were a sick head, yeah. which episode would you have kicked off Mando season three with? The one for the return of the Mando from Book of Boba Fett or what we got in season three, the first episode? It would be the, um, the return of the Mandalorian. It would be. Yeah, because it is straight up. Because yeah. I think it's all a mindset, though, because in my head, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I've kind of accepted it is the Mandalorian, you know, dash the Book of Boba Fett. And I think, you know, that's just like, that's how I've come round to kind of accepting it. But I think if it were the Mando season three, it would be a lot cleaner if we just got that episode. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But now I'm thinking if we just got that one, yep. we'd then need the next episode and probably the finale of the Book of Boba Fett where 
Mando and Grogu are back together. Yes. So where we've seen because of the way they were, it makes sense for us because we've seen Boba Fett. But for a pu- for pure entertainment's sake, yeah, if. Return of the Mandalorian every day. That yeah. was great, man. Imagine if yeah. he'd waited two years yeah. to watch Mandalorian. The first thing he does is cut a big, massive dog man in half yeah. in a butcher's in an abattoir. Yeah, he'd be like, "This is it." Oh, it's brilliant. This is what I've been waiting for. So um, for me, it would be Return of the Mandalorian because I think that far outweighs what we got from the the Mandalorian to start with. But narratively, I'd have to stick with the one that we had, that we had, mate, because we'd already had the blocks in place. So, oh, that's no, a good question, though, Jimmy, mate. I'd love to know what everybody else thinks because yeah, it, divorce. If we divorce the narrative, which one was a better episode? Yeah, Return of the Mando, mate. Yeah, Return of the Mando. I, 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 I'd agree. I'd agree. But I liked the intro to the new series. Do you know what I mean? So I've not got the same problem as you, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, and and, it's, and I think it is about like. And I know you, you you managed to send this voicemail in after that episode, and obviously now there's been two episodes since then. You know that's just how the Patreon works sometimes. But um, I don't know, mate. I I think it, yeah, it's a state of mind. But I understand. I really do understand. And it, from a certain point of view, I think you've already got the the start of Mando season three, or this new era of Mando through that episode from Boba Fett. You know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there, mate. No, that's a great question, though, Jim. That's really interesting. I would love, to, we'd love to hear, as we always do. Same with Jack's question. What do you guys think? Which would have acted? Which would have served as a better uh, kickstart to season three? The return of the Mando from Boba Fett, or Chapter Seventeen from The Mandalorian? We'd love to hear what you guys thought on that one. And then, Jimmy, you're right. We cannot wait to hit you up, grab a pint at Bibs oh, Bash. Mate. It's coming soon. So, thank you for that one, mate. So, last but not least, in the spiciest part of the Badabadoodle is Chris Wiseman, who asked this, Matty Boy, with celebration within force-touching distance, what's your pipe dream announcement? For me, it would be Disney Parks announcing Galaxy's Edge coming to Disneyland Paris. Great, great choice. Uh, what are you saying, mate? What's your dream pipeline uh, announcement? He's a Anna- wise announcement. man, he? He's a wise man. He's a wiseman. Um, oh. That would be good, but it's, it would mean Luke has to go to Paris, so... <laughs> I would, I would, I'd be here for it. Yeah, I'd be, no, come on, mate. It's across the pond. Of course he would be. It's I would be the there probably opening, um, opening weekend. That would be great, as long as, it, as long as it replicated what they had in Florida. And it wasn't... It would have to be scaled down somewhat, but I wanted... It'd have to feel the same. I don't Man, want to feel Mando-themed, mate. Yeah, they, they yeah, would... Hands down. Yeah, I'd love to see what they do, yeah. Hands down, it would be Mando. Yes. If they're not talking about it, I'd be surprised. And I can, sure I can see them. There is a Disney. There's a Disney. Po- yeah, I've. Oh, I have yeah. too, mate. I've heard there are more rumours. Yep. bubbling up about yeah. of Disney Paris. It makes it makes a lot of Mando sense. themed, mate. It, that, that would crush in pounds and euros and all those other European currencies. And it, and it gives it gives um, people from the states, which is their biggest market, a reason to come to Disneyland Paris. It does, and it gives people who live in Europe who can't afford to go to the states, yeah. a chance to go. There's it's a win-win yeah surely they make the money back on that one easy um, it'd be great if you had the Mandalorian this is a very speak up that wasn't French wow oh. Um, oh. you guys got you, you feel me um, Mandalorian we we egg people um, listen to this like, pod from, from France, France mate. It's like people our from French France, cousins they just switched up we apologise yeah. uh, we're English we're bad um, I would go my pipeline dream would be uh, I mentioned it before I would really like to see that sequel era kind of Clone Wars-esque show with 
the big characters. We got we got resistance, okay. which okay. was which was fun. Yep. And it focused on a different part of the galaxy. In, yep. But I would I, I would love to see if we, I don't think we're going to get Ray Finn, Poe, and all that in films anytime soon. I'm, I'm sorry to say, in any or at least in any big capacity. Yeah. So I'd love to see see them do what they did with the Clone Wars, and just give us something set in and around the sequels. But like the Clone Wars, it focused on our core group, but it also had the ability to go and focus on other characters as well. Yeah. Flesh out that timeline because, unlike the Phantom Menace, we're in a different timeline now where it's harder to get those original actors back from the sequels to do another 10 films. Marvel can do it, but Star Wars is built differently, so animation might be the way forward. So, for me, yeah, other than obviously films, blah, 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 I would like to see a sequel trilogy era show in the vein of Clo- Clone Wars and Rebels, and by that I mean it gets that backing. Yeah. Resistance was fun, that's never felt like it got the backing of Disney or the fans, to be honest, so. Yeah, I want to see them push something like that, mate. But uh, what about you? What does it got to do with Ponda Baba? Um, Ponda Baba exclusive Disney Plus series streaming November. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, I think this this is going to be pretty generic, Chris. But I, we might even get this or a version of this. I want them to announce a saga, just a saga. You know, Lindelof, he's coming in. I, I'm, I would be happy with a trilogy. But even like, look, Lindelof is coming in and he's doing a continuation, like of, of films, you know, yeah. a series of yeah. films, and he's writing them. He's not directing all of them, but he's writing all of yeah. them. Yeah, this is his passion project. He's going to be involved in a lot of the production. He's going to be in London, like with the directors when they're making the films. Something actually quite straightforward. Another thing I'd really like is maybe just a time map, mate. Yeah, a time map. Yep, S- showing us what content's coming when uh, until until twenty twenty December twenty twenty five when hopefully that new film is coming out, which I'm pretty sure it will be. We're finding out in basically Three a few days, in. yeah, a few weeks. So that's what I'm hoping for, mate. To be honest, and and do you know what, Chris? I'm going to jump on your Disney thing and say I would adore a Disney Parks yes. announcement. I could see it happening. No, I'm with you. I think I think they, if, if if they don't announce it here. D23 yeah. or something I could see it happening though but I think they will do mate yeah, we'd, yeah. look mate if they, if they announced that saga we, you'd be Lindelof your head wouldn't you off off your no I think I think one of those will happen at least and it'll be the films they ain't going to announce my animated series the Depark one that's kind of in the middle they might do if yeah. they don't hear then I think they will yeah. but the films I think we're getting that yeah I, I think so and, and, and I'm just being honest yeah and uh, you know sometimes the, the simple things are the most generic is yeah. the best thing for the yeah. franchise as well yeah. give us a film again so yeah it's coming nice it's coming. one Chris Jimmy Jack thank you so much for your questions guys let us know your thoughts on our answers but let us know your answers as well what do you want from Celebration other than a part of Bibs Bash what is the one thing you want them to announce at Celebration? Thank you guys for those Patreon questions. We'll be back again with another batch, another bad batch of Patreon questions next week. But that's going to be our time here in the Bantina this week. Barman, sorry about the mess. We'll be back again, same time again next week here in the Bantina. Star Wars Sessions game! (laughs) 
That's right. It is the Star Wars Sessions game. Every week we end the show with a cheeky game. You know, and this week it's my turn to host. It's my boy's turn to play. Uh, do you know what we're playing, mate? No. Um, it is. I'm taking direct inspiration from the big breakfast. We are playing Star Wars in their eyes. Oh, the big breakfast. Yes. Um, I, I've, yeah, well, I explained it earlier, guys. I explained it go, earlier. So, Matty boy, you have three chances to dazzle me. Do you know what? Okay. It might, if it's, if the first one's good enough, slash if we're running out of time, yeah. um, <laughs> I will, I will happily just like call it quits on the first one. But Matty boy, you have to convince me that y- you are a star in our, a star war in our eyes. Um, you have to tell me who you're going to be and sing it for us. Oh, I have to tell as you. As the Star Wars character. As yeah. the Star Wars character. Yeah. What Star Wars um, character oh, are you going to be? What um, Star Wars character would you love to be? <laughs> I mean... Padme. Padme could do Pad- quite well. Padma. Um, I think Lando could be quite fun. Who... Who... who, who, who be honest. <laughs> be honest. If you were to be like, I'm going Celebration, yeah, I'm going to cosplay, who, mm. who do you think you'd do best as? Do you know what? I have thought about this recently. Nothing self-deprecating. No, no, I was going to say I'm like, oh, I've said that before. No. Um, I have thought about it recently and I forgot what I, I forgot what one I was going to choose, but... Um, uh, not because I look like the people, because I really I don't really like anyone in Star Wars. I can't remember. What if, if, would you just say? I, I don't. don't really, I don't really like anyone in Star. Oh, Wars. you look. Whereas, like... whereas I could imagine Nuki Boy as a few characters. We won't mention Cal Kisses, people like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but the Ginge. I'll have to have a think, mate. Not Ginger. I can't honestly remember who it was, but I was like, oh, I'd like to do if I had to. But, but even then, it was I pretty remember. generic. It's, I think was, I remember. It's pretty simple as well because I'm not one for bombastic displays of so um, who are you going to be because um, we've got to do be, this you've got to convince I'll be Lando Carizian to start okay. with okay alright so um, go on do the stars in your eyes I'm the host so what are you going to be today Matt tonight Luke I'm going to be Lando Carizian alright and then the camera go on come in because this is an audio show guys okay, you've got to imagine everything well, else he's got in go. the, he's, he's gone into the closet to get changed now he's come yeah. out of the closet go on what what <laughs> tonight I'm going to be Lando Carizian here we go yeah hello is it me you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> I can see it in your eyes I can see it in your smile. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Mate. Well done. Um, what would Lando say at like the Excel Center? What on stage? Yeah. No. What? Like he's just walking around. He's like looking for the loo or something. Hello. <laughs> so he literally say, Where's, where, where, where is your facility? Refresher facility. Mm, vac- I am the Baron vac- Administrator of this. He'd be. He's on the chirps. <laughs> I know. Yes, he's on the chirps. He's on the chirps. I'm looking for a vacuum. He's looking for for companionship. Oh, absolutely. That's basically what it means. Basically. All right, mate. Look, it's a short and sweet game. I'll leave it at that. that. I'm not going to do two more. I can't think of two more. No, we're not going to do two more. Three, I'm like, uh, in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be a fight. Nah, forget about it. We'll just do the one. Short game. I'll take that one. Good job. Good job. Cheers, mate. High five. We can do it in person. Do you hear that, guys? Do it a bit louder. There we oh, go. people are going to get the wrong idea. Yeah, mate. Definitely his hand. Well, mate, in person, how we like to do it these shows. Yeah, been a laugh, isn't it? Oh, Big we love breakfast. it, mate. I, I, I'd want to do this all the time. So to I, I do enjoy doing it like this. We say it every time, and then we'll go back to our pre-record next week. But... See out there. 
I can. It's all the neat. all the pad ones going home, and they've all got um high vises on, and they all get taken home in like a train or like a walking train. Walking, they do that every day. Train. Isn't that mental? Oh, well, I know what you mean. I can see them now. Yeah, mental, isn't it? Yeah, well, just well, they, well, they don't know. This what's is the benefit. This is the benefit of in-person recording, guys. You get like no Slice context to what we're and seeing. What those Padawans don't know is up here. Probably Britain's History. greatest Star Wars podcast is re- is recording its one hundred ninety seventh episode. If you were to come down my street, would you ever like, if as a listener, would you ever like look at the window and be like, "That's where that podcast." Like, because if that that if that were me, I'd go mental. At that. Remember, I'd be like, like we, "Oh, is that where we said it?" It might be like one of the old podcasts or one of the main shows. We were like, "Is that where Peter Crouch does?" Oh, <laughs> is that the football yeah. show? Yeah, we said it before. Like, imagine if like. Because we, we laid the seeds down. We're like, oh, there's the beehive. We did some podcasts there. There's the grace we go mate. to. If you ever go to Basildon and you want to go on a sessions pilgrimage, you go to the beehive, you go it, to mate. the Greg's. People and have. That. Yeah. And we, we kind of laid it out for people. Shame. Okay. So I'll give you uh, Luke's address now. It is. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If you're ever, da- if any listeners are ever down in Essex, let us know. We might meet up with them. No, we'll might not. Might not. Um, celebration going to be huge. That's the end of the game. That's the end of this show, isn't it? Three. We're stretching it out now. <laughs> we are, I don't we know why we are. We are. We're trying to get we, I said, oh, that for time. Look, we're getting to the 130 mark, which is our ideal it mark. Is, we so tried to aim for that. We've got three, three main episodes to get to 200, mate. We're not far from celebration. The yeah. good times are rolling. Good I need time. a coffee as well. But that is that though for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. The fun does not end there. Nope. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Uh, search on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and you will find us. Drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there. At StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Don't forget about the Patreon, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Two dollars a month. Gets you, gets Great. you, gets you in the club, gets you into the sick head, mm. the sick head <laughs> session community. Two <laughs> words. Um, yeah, sick, sick heads. One word. Uh, not an apostrophe. Sick heads. Yeah, thank you. Um, and don't forget about our Discord. We have got a Discord. If you want to join, drop us a DM on socials, and we uh, will probably send you a link to get in. But it's like. It's great. It's great. And that's free, by the way. The and it's a good laugh as well. Yeah, it's a good laugh. Yeah, if you want to continue to support the show for free, do what you're doing now and keep listening because that is invaluable to us. But you can also leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, including Spotify. Thank you to everyone who has done so. Five stars really does help the show grow. It introduces new listeners. It gets us up the algorithm. It's another way for us to hear from more of you each and every week. Yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends Ooh. about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your nearest stunt performer, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spice. Yeah. Yes, tell Kelly Brooker. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Belly crook. Knew that one straight away. (laughs) That's a good one, isn't it? They are Essex-based podcast heroes... In Star Wars, what was the unit identification number of the trash compactor? What?